forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast includes hundreds of animatronics and almost as many charisma-free General Motors CEOs. It's an exploration of ingenuity, ninja turtle gratuity, and cat-facing nudity. Gear up for a slow-moving spin on Epcot classic World of Motion on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, where we believe it's fun to be free, as opposed to Podcast the Ride, the second gate, where we believe it's fun to pay five or eight (laughs) dollars. I'm Scott Gardner, joined in the room by Jason Sheridan. I look just like GM's quality automobiles. Not everything can be free, you know. (laughs) Um, That's well, I would not expect GM to uh, issue cars for zero dollars. Yes. No, I, or it, it it would be funny if like podcasting, they put out some of the cars for free, and then other ones you need the least. If you want the really good ones, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's a little extra. Uh, and joining us from somewhere else uh, on God's green earth, it's Mike Carlson. Hi, I am. Hey, I'm here. I'm uh, broadcasting live from the Ninja Turtles underground headquarters from Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. Oh, so you this are. is the abandoned train station. Uh, where I've made my home and where I'm choosing to raise my child. The, so the ultimate lit. Wow, that's where she's. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Uh, instant jealousy, not just mm-hmm. for uh, from all of us, I would think. Yeah, we're we're recording some video on this, so if you want to see uh, me live from the underground train station, just go to YouTube uh, Forever Dog, right? Forever Dog's YouTube, I believe. That's yes. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that rules. What are some of the amenities of the underground train station? Do they have, uh, I mean, they they have to, like, uh, think of a, a weird way to get pizza, right? They can't exactly, like, enter that into the app or, I guess, on the, the phone I think, at the time. You know, I think they did it, like, in the first one where they just kind of wait by a sewer grate. Mm-hmm. And then they, just a disembodied voice yells at the pizza person to slip it through. And then they pay with the cash. They're all ca- they don't like a cashless society. I assume the Ninja Turtles. They're not. They're not in favor of the Great Reset that will get rid of cash and turn all of our money digital. You know, they're old school guys. Well, that's what I only recently realized the dimension that's weird about restaurants uh, having the, to scan the menu that it like essentially boxes out people who don't have phones, and that's right. sort of what's happening. If it's a if it's a cash free society that severely impacts. Uh, mutant turtles who live in underground yeah. layers. How else do they? For pay sure, yeah, yeah. And they're uh, I, they're probably good tippers, right? Because they're about virtue and justice. So why well, you're each missing one out tips on a different tips. way? And this is not the topic of the episode, but I have a lot of thoughts on which turtle is the best tipper. <laughs> I'm 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 more than happy to uh, abandon and shift as much as we want to get to the world. Donatello is the best tipper. Ah, okay. What's the what's the thought there? What's the logic it's, there? Donatello, I think he's just the most sort of thoughtful and the most empathetic of all the turtles. So I think he understands that like being a service worker, like it's hard, like it's hard waiting on people. It's hard delivering pizzas. So I feel like he's the one who's probably most in tune with that. I would say number two is Leonardo, who's pretty empathetic as well, but also I think can get a little wrapped up in himself. I was going to say, would he be a little bit like 
you cut the shit. At some point, there's a job to do. And you can't be yeah. nickel and diming. Your, he might, like, have a limit where he's like, look, just deliver the food, okay? Yeah. And then I think, like, it, maybe it's even, like, Raphael next, even though I think Raphael's one of those guys who's like, the food was late. They're getting half the tip. They're getting half the normal tip I would give them. And you're like, just give the full tip, man. Like... The, bout, the bouts of rage, hard. it depends on when. But if you get catch him on a good day, maybe he tips yes. you a lot. And then Michelangelo, look, I love him. He's a party dude, but I don't think he's the kind of guy who's just like, oh, I didn't have anything. Sorry, bro. Yeah. You know, he's, so. like a, he's like a child. Like, yeah. He's like a child. Yeah. yeah. The uh, only time I ever, like a group of friends and I ever just did not complete the check was we were all like 15 at a Denny's yes. complaining exactly. about George W. Bush. And then <laughs> we all just pathetically like, I have some more nickels. I found some more nickels. Mm-hmm. And we just did. So that's, you know, yeah. Uh, Michelangelo is eternally 15, I think. And yeah, that's a for sure. great break. I, I would find there's no debate over here. Right. About that. list. <laughs> that all adds up to me. Did you say Leonardo yet? Did I just he was that? two, yes. He's two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's number two, yeah. <laughs> so Jason paid attention to three <laughs> quarters of the list. I yeah. I I just missed one. I was worried. I was I was ranking the, I was following your ranking and he's I remembering missed one. he's just got General Motors facts in his head and he's running I them over and over and over again to make I, sure he doesn't forget them. I yeah, that my general unease with how many times uh they talk about low-key talk about freedom just has me a little off kilter mm. fair speaking of george w bush you know <laughs> yeah freedom talking about freedom and talk about paul mccartney you know talking about freedom his famous song mm-hmm. yeah and they were talking about your freedom to buy a chevrolet malibu <laughs> yes a how car lo- i owned at one point that's right how lost is the reference to freedom at this by 20 year old song Paul McCartney's post 9-11 extremely I'm simple, sorry, yeah, I'm, that's out. my fault. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Maybe people Do have you, a strong memory think, or fondness for freedom. I think The Rising is the one we all remember. That's a Bruce Springsteen that's song. That's Bruce's song, yeah. But not written, freedom, and look, I'm, we're in the weeds already, but Bruce did not write that song for 9-11. It just happened to come out after 9-11 and feel like it was a very um, um, prescient, prescient? That's the word? Song. uh, Something that was a reaction to. Freedom was written after 9-11. I just want to make that very clear. Yeah. I think it'd be hard to go on. No comment from my co-hosts about this. (laughs) I was I I went to wherever Jason went during the Turtles list, (laughs) I think. I went back to thinking of the Turtles tipping pizza people when I was talking about the rising. It made me think I should go back to that Denny's, which is still open, and just, just like complete the bill well i know it won't be the same people i don't believe i mean how much could the tip have been on like a plate of fries and a cherry coke oh yeah it was know, all it was already 2000. bad yeah i'm yeah. sure we were all yeah. <laughs> okay so how much hammy do we all get between the five of us is it an even five split <laughs> on this moon so how all right how many moons do we all get yeah if we split it yeah. five ways um okay today we are all in theory hopefully we'll be talking about mm-hmm. World of Motion, an opening day Epcot attraction. Uh, We are right around Epcot opening day, the 40th anniversary. I'm wearing a commemorative shirt, Epcot Forever. That's what's uh, that's how I feel in my heart. Uh, And wow, almost 40 years since the future began. Any general feelings about or or sentiments you want to send to this uh, venerable park? That's a good question. I mean, I'm happy. Again, I'm happy there's new stuff. We've gone over this many times. I'm happy there's new stuff um, and fun stuff to look forward to. 
Um, but I do get wistful for the boring stuff they got rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, which this definitely <laughs> fits oh, under. This I, is one I'm of the delighted boring... by it, but I think it's. Yeah. I think you'd be. I think you'd be faking it if you said there wasn't at least some of this that is boring. Right? I see Jason's face. He's I, really fired no, up. Dirty, I, the was, <laughs> I was coming in ready to defend this just on the sheer uh, fried into my memory first traffic accident scene. And then oh, yeah. I watched it and I was like, there's a lot of fun stuff in this one. There's more mm. fun stuff than I remember. Uh-huh. First off, there's yes. nearly 200 animatronics, so yeah. high marks for that. Yeah. And oh, then, by the way, I'm, I like the ride. I was oh, just saying. I do, too. I do, like, too. This is not a mission space situation. Yeah, no, not oh, at all. Yeah, no, yeah. Let me get that out of the way. No, if, I like if, the if ride a lot, and I like angry, boring oh, Epcot rides. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I think there is more fun in this ride because I, I because you had – this was one of the only rides Ward Kimball worked on, one of Walt's nine old men. And then you had Mark Davis working on it. You had Claude Coates mm-hmm. working on it. Buddy Baker and Exitensio did the song. And You're blowing all the names right at the I'm top. Blowing Where all the names. Go I'm blowing here? all the names. <laughs> Cho- sheer, to talk about. Purely GM make, CEO Robert Stimple. Uh, well, <laughs> look, you, I'll save Stimple for you. Uh, I didn't have Stimple. This is more to make the point that I think those guys generally had more fun uh, creative work, m- more fun in animation than say uh, Ray Bradbury and Buckminster Fuller. <laughs> sure, well you've got like a yeah goofier lineup of people. Mark yeah. Davis is responsible for a lot of the like silliness and attractions. Yeah. Jungle Cruise. I feel like he's like great Disney like uh, silly playful animatronic tableaus or Mark Davis. And then yeah, Ward Kimball was like uh, um, this is the only ride Ward Kimball. It's the only on, ride not now. otherwise uh, didn't otherwise make the shift. Well, Ward Kimball, um, uh, they they did name. He is there is a a locomotive named after him at Disneyland, uh, uh, named after him in two thousand five. This locomotive was repurposed. It was originally used to transport sugarcane, a sugarcane plantation, and then it was at Cedar Point. And then Wait, eventually, the Disney train was not a Disney original. They it's like not a Disney train? original, really. It's also the only Disney locomotive not named after a railroad executive. Hmm. All wow, of really? the other ones are named after old timey railroad executives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, wow, you're he- your heroes. My heroes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surely great guys, right? <laughs> railroad variants. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and of course I tried to find a picture of Ward Kimball and the first thing on a, a like Disney uh, fan blog is Ward Kimball with a real big smile doodling one of those crows we don't talk about anymore. Oh no. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, well, so I, feel, I wish that. he hadn't been photographed. Yeah. He, he's he though like a lot of fun silly character. He's he was Jiminy Cricket. He was Dumbo. He was Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And he's like a. He's a crazy Coke bottle, glasses, loony guy. Like, he looks fun yeah. to look at. <laughs> so the ride is going to be fun if it's, it's more going fun. from a fun-looking guy, have, right? Yeah, a, have we discussed that about Imagineers? If the Imagineers are fun-looking, their rides are often better? Is that something we've put together? Like, but is that Crump, true? Because is, is uh, Tony yeah, Baxter fun-looking? He's just like a man. I think he's he is. Fun. Yeah, he's got that big bushy mustache. That's pretty fun. I think I he has so. like kind of iconic features. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You know, well, I like him too. I'm just like he's like a guy. He has a mustache and he he is. A I don't. Guy, I wouldn't put him in the same ballpark as a guy with big crazy like a guy who looks like a scientist from a movie. Well, maybe we uh, look. I, it's too much to do now, but we maybe we rank the fun look of all the Imagineers at some point. You know, who looks the most fun of all the famous Imagineers? Joe Rohde looks fun. That's Joe true. Is fun. That's undeniable. But then you've he got your fun. Bob Gers. Who looks fun now? He looks fun. Yes, he but looks at the time, really I think he was. We always talk about like the just the white shirt, the like buttoned up. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys were very yeah. formal look. I think I think it's you could make the argument the other way that the you know if you don't look fun, then maybe you're you inversely come up with fun. Young well, that, Rolly Crump was like yeah, a hunk, a kind of a hunk. Yeah, in oh, that yeah. Right. fair one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, but he looks fun in his older. Like he looks looks fun in his older. This is all. These are parameters we're going to have to figure out for whatever this takes shape. This what age is it that you have to look fun by? The fun features. <laughs> Final four. If I could quote what you said about Tony, it, 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 well, you said iconic features, but we're going to rank like what their <laughs> noses and chins. Where are we heading with this? I don't know. That's the, I'm saying we have to work the parameters of this out. What if, and we'll each have our own uh, para- we're all, our ideas about what. What it is. about costuming? Because Ward Kimball was also in the ja- Dixieland Jazz Band, the Firehouse Five Plus Two. And if I there's believe pictures they of them like wearing fun outfits. Firemen. That's going to help them yeah. if there's pictures of them wearing fun outfits. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Costumes, yeah. glasses. Look, there's no argument about Ward Kimball looking no fun. No argument. And the sense of fun that he brought to the history of transportation, uh, which, you know, this could have gone a more clinical way. I think that is where with the story of it potentially is that they they partnered with GM we want to tell the story of transportation there was an earlier version I think that Claude Coates was involved with that was a little more dry as some of uh, Epcot Center ended up being Um, and they said have more fun with it Disney it up and Mm -hmm. they came up with something that definitely feels like all right it's the Pirates vibe yeah where there's so many characters and big chaotic scenes and things that feel literally taken from pirates, like the like a guy yeah. coming up from like from a well or a manhole cover with big goofy eyes and looking around like, what? What just happened? Uh, Garsh. Like, doesn't that feel? That happens in this ride, and I feel like that happens in a lot of Disney rides. They always they might always use the same mold of like the the befuddled man with big eyes and a like little quivering lip. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the Haunted Mansion, it's probably the same mechanism that, like, has ghosts pop up behind a, a, a headstone or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want pop-ups and pop-outs, and they pop did ups a lot and of pop-outs. that. Pop-ups and pop-outs, yeah. I yeah. mean, they're riding two, two ways right now, the, the huge success of Haunted Mansion and Pirates, and they're also not too far out from the World's Fair. I, I was talking to my dad about this ride. He's like, you know, I always liked about the original Epcot stuff those pavilions felt like the World's Fair pavilions that he saw as a kid. Right. And he's like, mm-hmm. he always liked those. And also a, a very dad observation about Epcot. He's like, and also they were very relaxing and it was cold in there. So that was a nice, <laughs> and they were long. And it was long, cold yeah. and long. And that was a nice comparison to the Florida swamp. You are your dad's son. And I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, with that history, with the, the 64 World's Fair, that's definitely a big part of this. Um, so Disney had like uh, uh, Disney already had a car industry uh, 
uh, uh, girlfriend, uh, honey, I don't know what you want to say, but they were already paired up with, like, they, they already hooked up with Ford, right? Yes. They, weren't, they yeah. weren't messing around with GM. Ford and, Ford and Disney were going steady. That's the way you put it, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the early 60s, they were going steady. Um, mm-hmm. They, Ford sponsored the attraction the magic skyway at the 1964 world's fair showed um how successful disney could be uh, merging with transportation and telling transportation and fu- futurism kind of stories but uh i didn't realize this that you know those disney attractions at the world's fair small world and carousel of progress those feel like a big deal now but at the time if you ranked guest satisfaction and popularity at the 64 World's Fair, the Disney attractions were two, three, four, and five. They were n- none of them were number one. And what? number one that the, that guests liked the most was a General Motors ride called Futurama. They had an attraction called Futurama oh. in the 30s, which whatever year the 30s World's Fair World Fair was, um, and then Futurama two was at the 64 World's Fair, so they beat Disney. Somehow they managed, Disney managed to not have the most liked attraction at the 64 World's Fair. So that's probably where Disney's eyes started to stray. They're like, what's going on up over with mm. GM? Are they, are they available? Will they be available someday? Um, Maybe we take uh, GM over to Holiday Hill, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Florida's out of town. See what happens. Well, I, I watched the Martin's vid. Uh, uh, Martin's vids does these great video essays about Disney. Uh, attractions, especially long gone ones. And uh, one of the very first uh, slides, uh, and I screen grabbed it because I thought it was very funny. Uh, he said, having seen what Disney did for Ford at the 64 World's Fair, General Motors did not want a rival stealing the limelight at Epcot. So they were the first to sign on for Epcot, first pavilion that went vertical at Epcot. Okay. So mm-hmm. they were, yeah, they were on board. They got right to it. They, yeah. well, and they gave Disney, they said, come out, take a tour of our test track, the facility where we road test the vehicles. Maybe that could be an idea for a ride. Uh, they said, no, never. That will never happen. <laughs> we will figure out something better. Uh, so test track did not occur then. But yeah, they got, I think this is beautiful. This is like kind of two people in unhappy marriages, eyeing the other. Well, maybe if there's ever a divorce or a death, maybe mm. that's what happened with Disney and GM. They finally hooked up. Disney and uh, the backup plan. Disney <laughs> and GM. Is that a movie? Is there a movie called The Backup Plan? There definitely is, but I don't there know. There is. Plot of okay. It. As, yeah. as soon as I said it, I was like, surely someone has made something. Yeah. Probably one of the, like, if we're not married by the time we're such and such an age, or if we don't have kids, it's such I and mean, such. I mean, I'll look it up. The yeah. backup plan? The is backup that, plan. Is that Jennifer Lopez? It is Jennifer oh, Lopez. it's Jennifer Lopez what? and Patrick Dempsey? It is. Hold on. But is it, it is. about divorcees or people who want to get out of their unhappy marriages? <clears throat> I, I think and she screw. froze her eggs and she just met a guy and the eggs are about to expire. I feel the like eggs? I was just. I don't know the eggs expire. <laughs> or it was some sort of. <laughs> in this thing. world. Do the eggs. In this, in the backup plan of verse. Yeah. You freeze your eggs, they last for a long time. A woman conceives twins through artificial insemination, mm. then meets the man of her dreams on the very same day. It is Alex O'Laughlin. He is in the movie. Is an actor Patrick or Dempsey. a. What? That's the star of the movie? Who's Alex O'Laughlin? I think so. Is the star of a movie? I've never heard this name in my life. Maybe maybe that seems to be the top two. Hmm. I will tell you this that gets me very excited. Also in this movie, Happy Days is Tom Bosley. 
All right. Well, I'll just go skip through just the Bosley. It, it isn't Bosley? She doesn't get with Bosley? If there is a movie from 2010 where Jennifer Lopez and, and like an 85-year-old Tom Bosley hookup, we would have known about it already, I think. <laughs> would have been covered. Would have been a saga. Alex O'Laughlin, Alex O'Laughlin starred on Hawaii Five-0 for 10 years. It's one so, of those, it's an alternate it's dimension one of celebrity. He if it's a, a CBS or a USA person, I've never heard of them. A handsome guy. Yeah. And then he had other TV shows. Moonlight and Three Rivers were previous shows he was on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, World of Motion. We'll try to get more stats out about Backup Plan as we go. But uh, stats about World of Motion. Here's one of those. Okay. I figure we're going to get into that area that always comes up of where we are. We have like... The, if any of us went on that, and I would have been on this when I was like seven or nine, um, I, we all have that fog of like, okay, which one is this? Is this the one where the is this the one with Mona Lisa? Yes. Is it the one with the cavemen? Well, a lot of them have cavemen. Is it the one with the the orange smell? Mm-hmm. As Engineer Jordan said, uh, like you get you get a lot of these dark rides m- mixed up, and in trying to parse. Which is which, and what makes World of Motion special? I just want to talk about like, is there are there definitive ways that World of Motion was the best? Is there an area where we think <laughs> we got backup? We're looking at backup plan now. There's Alex O'Laughlin. I've never seen this man in my life. He's the star <laughs> of a movie and a, and a show, TV show. He's like he's guy. He's so rich. He's so famous to certain people. Yeah, and you've yeah. never heard people of him in your life. And I have Yeah, yeah. No offense. I think he might be a great actor. He might be awesome. <laughs> well, people might be shaking to meet us too. And he assuredly has never heard of Scott, Mike, and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, O'Laughlin Hive, rise up! <laughs> Get our asses! <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. What if they're mean? Uh, um, okay. Uh, areas where World of Motion might be the best one. Does uh, uh, and let me just throw some stats out because um, it, it at least is like the winner in some capacities. Uh, I, I think probably the winner of longest Omni Mover, one thousand seven hundred fifty feet. That is very very long. This is a long ride. Fifteen minutes oh, we mm-hmm. said. That's incredible. So oh, I don't know if that I that was an estimate. I I, I don't so. know. I think that that's about is that right? It is. It definitely mm. feels long. Like there's a lot of scenes. Yeah. And you can tell when they spent through their budget when you get to center core, uh, <laughs> the city at the end. I think it might have been cool though. It's just hard it to tell on, cool. on video. Yeah. I think it does look cool. I think it was cool. Yeah. I think the video is so crappy on it. That's it. All culminates in like you're driving by a. Uh, big futuristic yeah. city which is like minimal and dark true but no animatronics by that point but i think maybe video isn't isn't doing it justice um so it's it's very long that's good high ride capacity uh i don't know capacities uh, to save my life but i know this thing 3240 guests an hour highest in the park at that time wow wow for comparison, Space Mountain 2000, Haunted Mansion 2400, uh, this might be one of the highest ride capacities ever. This could swallow so many people every hour, and yet still had a very long line when it opened, even though the capacity was was crazy. So, putting up good stats, but does it have the emotional pull? Mike, is there any area where you think, where you've gone over this and gone, well, I think this does this the best or that the best? I think that ending is probably i mean uh, maybe other than like figment i do feel like maybe this has the best 
ending of all of the original bore I say it lovingly boring Epcot dark rides because mm-hmm. um, it does that that city th- I do have I, I for sure went on this as a kid uh, there's there's some video of us going on it I don't think we have video of the ride but there's a video of us on the ride vehicle as we start when we were little um and I do when I watch the videos I do remember the end and I think that the, it's a great it's seemingly a great finale I want to give some credit to the start like going uh in the omni mover going up like in a spiral almost outside yeah where you get almost like a picture frame view of spaceship earth and later on the horizons building yeah that's just very cool and unique and was probably a pain in the ass to deal with during uh florida thunderstorms and hurricanes was it covered though it had a roof it has a roof but it's open uh uh it's open to the outside yeah it's yeah, yeah it's interesting because if you even stack up horizons and world of motion and then you put it up against spaceship earth which is the last one standing uh, basically at this point for us to cover you mean or or that exists period still. oh well, i see right yeah, that yeah. exists yeah yeah right, right. um I, you probably can make an argument that a lot of elements of horizons world of motion are better than spaceship earth it's just that Spaceship Earth is in the ball. It's in the iconic ball. And you and the, the elevation really. And that's such helps a cool it. element to know you're yeah. in the ball. Yeah. And then at the end, even though like I always as a kid was really impressed, obviously, at the end of Spaceship Earth when you're like, That's the ball. We're inside the ball. So like that element always was was really impressive. But when you watch the video, you go, I'm maybe the robot parts of these rides were better than Spaceship Earth. Yeah, I Just think for- that's right. I think the novelty of being in the ball. You're exactly right. And this one, the novelty, I think, comes from more, like, comedic scenes, you know? Yeah, but there's still... It's still Epcot, and it's still, as we've talked before, it's a big, long, experimental concept album where all the rides blend together, and it's not like we're doing pop songs like Pirates. We're doing more free-form songs where it's not, like, tight... The, the, The rides aren't tight, they feel a little messy to me, and there's great stuff in all the rides, but they it all have like big, hang. like empty rooms. I feel like, like there were like yeah, that came yeah. up with the, with Carly and the uh, the the Maelstrom or the Frozen ride. Like it's empty for a little bit. I feel like every one of these rides was just dark for at least like, <laughs> forty five seconds. Am I? Crazy? It's hard to know with these old videos exactly how yeah. how yeah, they played, yeah. but I do like. It is interesting because when you think about Pirates on Haunted Mansion, it's like all killer stuff. But those have genre tropes to fall back on. You have pirate yes. stories to fall back on, ghosts to fall back on. These are, you you know, you said concept albums, nebulous concepts. Com- the uh, Communication, yes. transportation, horizons like the future. Transportation, probably the cleanest. Yeah. The Definitely. cleanest yes. of the concepts. Which I gives agree. you like a quicker in to like, where, what are we going to show? All right, well, it will be like early fumbling attempts at how we get around as yeah. humans up through like things getting uh, kooky in the 20s and yeah. then much higher tech. And some of the and history stuff, it, the, the, the history gags in this almost reminded me more of like Jay Ward cartoons than Disney cartoons. Hmm? In terms of like Peabody and Sherman, like... I feel oh, like, like reinventing, like yeah, like here's a here's a fun rewrite of history yeah. instead of like accurate. Rewrite. Spaceship Earth is a little like humorless. <clears throat> That's not the point of Spaceship yeah, Earth. But this takes some liberties of 
making jokes about Da Vinci or, or Columbus yeah. or whatever. Or like like applying like vaudeville or borscht belt kind of jokes to like historic like use chariot lot. Feels yeah, like it would yeah, be yeah. in like a Bullwinkle cartoon or oh, something. Oh, totally. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Well, that's yeah. is this an area where it maybe tops the others is the the fun and the the comedy? Because I'm I still maybe my heart wants to say Horizons is my favorite, but Horizons is not about you're not laughing in Horizons, certainly. No. I no. I think this wins for animatronics and scenes. And then Horizon might win in terms of sets. Yes, I feel scope. like there's just yeah, yeah, yeah incredible environments yeah. and like inventive and the you know like the multiple uh, futures you could chart and yeah. And then again, I, I uh, Martin pointed out in his video the combination of like kind of dry factual narration with like gags, scenes, like whimsical scenes. That mm. is an interesting, like... Interplay. Pl- interplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get a lot of mixed media stuff, too, with, like, animatronics and projected animation or projected, like, stock footage. Oh, everything on screens is really yeah. fun. It is, like, yeah, it's like an early supplementary screen ride. It's not It's not a screen ride, but there's lots of screens that, like, help transport you or, or support what the animatronics are doing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so it all comes, it all feels like the five, and we've talked about the Sun Horizons, and there's some literal character uh, parallels, whatever the word is. But like, it's all Carousel Progress. It feels like this is all born. These are longer sort of versions, kind of born out of the Carousel of Progress and that sort of style of like talking about progress, technology, and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But pro- it is interesting to think about Carousel Progress is such a, and I hate it, it's so annoying that I keep saying this, but it's like Carousel Progress to me is like, got a great song the ride feels so tight as far as like no dead space in it and then you go on this thing and it's like it's more freewheeling the song isn't nearly as good yeah i'm not gonna no. give a lot it's not the best epcot song i won't not, say not at all and it's like to be and free is the song i referenced it in the opening joke um and i i feel like i always like assumed <laughs> when preparing the episode i was like Oh, then I'll look it up, and I'm sure I will be awash with nostalgia for the great song "Fun to Be Free." And then I didn't, you know, it didn't really mm, take for me. Not a great song, and and also I wonder if I hate to be like, what would Walt have done, you know? But I wonder with like Small World or anything. I wonder if it was Walt who was like, and then we need like kind of a refrain on some of these experiences that kind of fills in the transition spaces on the ride mm-hmm. yeah because that's such a small world i know it's a, people think it's annoying and it is a little bit sometimes but Very it's memorable. such a it's a hook for sure it's it's such interest it's so interesting that that these rides don't feel like they have that rhythm that some of those older rides do they this, feel like looser in structure it does have the small world trick of like that song in lots of different styles maybe that's even true yeah. or different styles and to some extent, it is an earworm. Like, it did get stuck in my head last night. 
but it, I wasn't excited about that. Like, I think the, <laughs> you were I, upset. <laughs> I was I, it was fine. I, I didn't feel one way or another about it in not in the way that the original like listen to the land song that when we talked about that ride, mm-hmm. it's like, where is this? Let's get this song back in here. Yeah. Like this is universe 20% uni- improvement. Just put the fucking song. Just, <laughs> yeah. Universe of energy, which we're not so high on, I think. But the uh, song, both songs. Yeah. Yeah. Those, the, the, ex, yeah, those are the best Epcot song songs. Song. Now that we've kind of been through a lot of them, or imagination <sighs> could be. Imagination's up there. Spark. I think I do. The universe of energy is so great. That main that here song. we go, feel the flow. Yeah, yeah that's got some real. Uh, yeah, that gets me a little, little pumped. You want to hear? Yes. Uh, you want to hear one that's not good? That's not in the yes. ride, but that is related to the ride. Uh, um, yes, and I'm sure. Well, I, Jason, I, I feel like you, we, we were already talking about these weird promotional videos, which we <laughs> need to talk about. Um, one of them, uh, there was a video that they put out. Seems like internal for GM, mainly. Uh, it's it's called Reality of Dreams. And Jordan, uh, if you could pull up the clip, Reality of Dreams. Again, song not in the ride, but. Was I wrong? Was I wrong to hate on that? Not what do we think feeling of reality it. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the I think the verse on that is actually pretty fun and chill, but the chorus is a little bit so kind of too airy. Reality of trees. Yeah. I think that verse is good though. I was actually the verses. I was like, okay, I'm, maybe I'm into this. And then the chorus. I'm like, yeah. I um, I here's my thing to admit. When I was, I did have that song in my head, even though I don't like it really but i was i think what was in my head was that style of singing i couldn't stop doing it reality of dreams (laughs) and um Mm -hmm. i was getting ready this morning and my wife walked in on me in the bedroom and i was singing that next to the bed reality of dreams but i was about to take a shower so i had a shirt but no pants on and i was about a foot away from the cat and she walks in on this tableau like uh what are you are you serenading the cat <laughs> naked Winnie what the, the fuck is this? Winnie the pooing it <laughs> yeah poo bear donald duck in your ass <laughs> hey bunny i got a show f- bunny can i teach you about the reality <laughs> i did now look i just was i just wasn't thinking and i was not aware of the fact that i wasn't wearing pants and i definitely was not putting on a show for my cat that involved whipping my junk around for her amusement, you said, I swear. God. You said she was a little under the weather, too. So imagine walking into that and just being like, what the fuck uh, is this? I'm already blowing this? my nose nonstop. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> last, thing, last thing I need. <laughs> Whatever weird cat Has, show you're doing. Is that, can I ask, is that off the top of your head, is that one of the weirdest things she's walked in on? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's always, you know, because, hey, when you're living with a comedian there's wigs mm. of flying you never know what the um i can't think of anything weirder now that i added up especially that like 
if if she didn't uh, uh, grill me, but if she had, like, what was the song? Oh, that was a song from World of Motion. Well, not from World of Motion, from an internal GM video called Reality of Dreams promoting World of Motion. Um, the the <laughs> level of <laughs> it's pretty unexplainable, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have anything that beats the Winnie the Pooh style, but I mean, the amount of times Lindsay walks in and I'm like listening and singing along to like Brent Spiner's jazz album or something. More, like, you think more this? than once Brent Spiner's jazz album? <laughs> uh, I've done it. Yeah, or old stand. I should say old standards. It's not. Uh, maybe some is jazzy, but it's not. You know. We we got to know the genre of the. It's gotta, like more. It's old like standards. I get yeah. a kick out of you. It's like big band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's McFarlane stuff. Yeah, old yellow Seth eyes. Mc, Seth MacFarlane. My Bonnie old lies over eyes the ocean. Back. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's reality of dreams. Do you, do we want to talk a little about so, about these videos? Because and we'll say some more stuff that we like about the ride. But I because I, I have I have some little moments from uh, uh, what I'm talking about is so there was that video. There's reality of dreams, and then. <laughs> There is this other one called Make Your Own Magic. Yeah, that's the one I watched. Yeah, I had a I've tape of this, and I okay. was like, why did I have a tape of this? Because it also feels like internal General Motors promotion mm-hmm. of, of Disney. It felt like it's you know telling employees, hey, we have a ride now. You should maybe go there, and here's what else is at Disney World. But I realized that there was a time where if you left this ride, they gave you a little slip and it said free offer from GM if you give us your address. <gasps> and and you think, oh, a car? No, 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 a tape. And the tape – th- so I think that's why we had – I think my parents must have filled out this form and then gotten a tape promoting the place that we just came back from. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I got to say I, I misjudged this one just on the, like, <laughs> you know, preview image. Um, I thought it was going to be – it's mostly a Disney World promotional video yeah. with little snippets of World of Motion, mostly at the end, but then intercut throughout. They kind of tease it a little. Yeah, but they take you through – it's like all the footage we know. Like there's one shot of people walking past Spaceship Earth and and right as the monorail goes by that is in everything. Every piece of Disney World footage or special or sitcom or there's like flying over Mickey on top of Spaceship Earth. They use all the footage that we know which I've watched mm-hmm. dozens and dozens of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I'll, I'm always happy to see it. But when you're talking about why you misjudge the video, is it because of the boring man in the thumbnail? Yeah, there's a very boring man in the thumbnail, and no? I was like, all right, let's go. I believe Jordan has the boring man queued up. Here he is now. There's something for everybody here. Something for everybody. <laughs> Today we've come to expect, even demand, variety in almost everything that affects the quality of our lives. The history of transportation here at the World of Motion shows how people throughout the ages have searched for and found better ways to get from here to there. That speech goes so much longer than what I <laughs> just showed that I mercifully <laughs> cut it off. You but. know what? I, I forgot about the um, uh, his name on screen because I was just like, man, I like that sport coat. Yes, it is a really <laughs> striking like baby blue. It's kind of a, a Johnny Carson suit a little bit. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very straight. It feels very. It doesn't feel the 80s. Tie it, looks feels, good it feels it feels mid 70s. Like he is I, Robert Stemple, the CEO of General Motors, may have gotten stuck in. Hey, there he is. He might have Scott, like. How, there's there's one type of suit I like, and that's what I wear. Don't buy me anymore. How, Keep cleaning the how, one. 
Scott, how does that compare to the? Was it Carl Wilson's jacket? Or was it a blue jacket you've you've always oh, wanted no, to own? No, that's a well, that's a green jacket, a green, green shiny jacket, jacket that he wore in a concert that they filmed in the early '80s. And there's no question that that's the no that that's the I winner. admire Robert Stemple's jacket, but I don't think I would wear it myself. <laughs> Carl Wilson's okay. jacket I would wear every day. I'm still had. waiting for you to find it and wear it all the time. I should. I I've not made any particular. Effort. That'll be the next thing Aaron walks in on. Carl Wilson jacket. <laughs> How much are you paying at this auction? <laughs> <laughs> then you're, she savings? finds you just wearing it with nothing else. <laughs> it's just the jacket, no singing shirt, no pants. Cat, it's singing Carl Wilson songs. Traitor. Yeah. Um, I also think I have an old, like a real vintage tie from my dad, and I think it's pretty close to that tie. Mm. Like from the 70s or 80s. So like... Man, I might have to get like a stemple I cosplay. Th- the, I, the black pants, <laughs> the black pants with the sport coat is very stemple striking. Cosplay. It's a choice. If you went, to, if you had a live show or at like a D twenty three type thing, dressed like that. I mean, you would have to have visual reference. But if you dressed like this and wore glasses like that, slicked your hair back. Uh, I mean, you could bald cap it. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to make you spend I mean, more money. Look, time's already doing that to me, so <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'll have to work too hard on that one. Well, anyway, just print out a lower third for yourself that says Robert Stemple. Robert Stemple. The, the crowd General just Motors. going insane, like people just <laughs> screaming. It's like the Beatles are here again. Maybe Do now. Th- Maybe now that we've <laughs> dropped it. Uh, yeah. Wow. This is. We're here for the show. We're Jason Stempling. Stempling. <laughs> We're recording this while D23 is just starting, and I wonder if there are there any Stemple cosplayers on the floor right now. I don't think so. I think this would be a totally unique Disney World-related cosplay. Disney bounding as Robert Stemple. <laughs> <laughs> like a hot 22-year-old hey, jacked go. guy cosplaying What's uh, up, bounding as Stemple. <laughs> We're Cut checking off. out the new <laughs> Halloween cake here at Disneyland, and I'm dressed like Robert Stemple. <laughs> Uh, cut off sleeves from the jacket like the blue jacket cut off sleeves and he's like jacked his arms are huge or a beautiful girl I'm watching her vlog like why am I so in love with this Robert Stemple (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right everyone let's meet up at the Disney bundle stage and you'll know how to find me I'll be dressed like Robert Stemple (laughs) (laughs) is there was there ever a discussion to make a park star vinyl figure of Robert (laughs) Stemple I just that maybe somebody threw it out there. It didn't happen, but maybe somebody threw the idea out. People, a lot of know. people filled out the free offer. That a lot of people <laughs> sitting on that tape, and we're cutting. Mm-hmm. We are cutting that business off if we don't make mm-hmm. a little toy of Robert Stemple. That's right. <laughs> the chairman and the CEO. Don't forget. So that's right. And he knows you want freedom. The freedom to choose. <laughs> Which, mm-hmm. <laughs> which very angular car? You <laughs> which define. bizarre, undrivable car you want? Robert Stemple, incidentally, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen years before he filmed this this dry intro, his son was kidnapped. His thirteen year old <laughs> was just picked up in a car, thrown into the trunk where he remained for two days straight. Um, and the the uh, kidnappers demanded one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, which he paid. But they did the old uh, uh, they they the police knew the numbers, and uh, mm. so they tracked the money and uh, and got him. They actually they actually only tracked one of the guys, and the one ratted out the other immediately. Like they didn't even know there was a second guy. So these kidnappers, this was a very poorly put together plan. But the thirteen year old 
uh, his this guy's son, Stemple's son, carved his own name into the into the trunk. Like he found a blunt object and put his name in there. So like if they find the car, they'll know that's wow. the guy's. Wow. Yeah, isn't that it's smart? Resourceful that kid. is really smart. There's a tip. If you get kidnapped, an audience, I boy do I hope that none of you get kidnapped, but if Mm-mm. you do, stemple it. They're, all the stemples are But write sharp. write your name. Don't write stemple. <laughs> Don't write <laughs> Robert Stemple's 13-year-old son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. I wrote the wrong... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I wrote Stemple. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do have a bit of an axe to grind with General Motors. Yes, yeah, sure. Because you... Grind do you guys axe. remember that ignition switch recall? This no. massive recall from, like, uh, I guess, what would it be? Like, seven or eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's that your car could just turn off sometimes. Mm. and In the middle of a drive? In the middle of a drive, or if it was jostled a little. And I had a Saturn Ion, which was a GM car, and fell under that recall. Oh. And I had to deal... I had issues. I started having issues where my car... I would turn it on, and it wouldn't start, and then the key wouldn't come out. Oh. And... The bigger issue, this only happened to me, thank God, one time. I went over, like, a speed bump, like, an uneven, like, part of the road when I was, like, first moved out here, was doing, like, a PA job, doing a run in Long Beach. And my car, like, like really came down hard, like, over this bump, and it slowly just turned off. And, like, <laughs> thankfully, I was in, like, a residential neighborhood, but I just pulled over, and I was like, what the, what's going on? And I, like, let it sit for five minutes and turned it back on, and it was normal. And then, like, five or six years later, I started having this issue where I thought, like, oh, is my battery dead? What's wrong? My car won't start. And eventually, the dealership said, like, oh, this is part of the recall. We don't have the parts yet, but hold on. They took a screwdriver and popped a panel off on my steering column. And they're like, if your key's stuck in the ignition, hit this button and you can release it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this was Secret a buttons. years-long problem with my old car. And eventually, I got the free, like, recall work done and it fixed it all. But it was like, the, there were thousands and thousands of cars in America that had issues with that. That went over a bump. Whenever once. a bump. And then, or, oh, sorry, I'm going to need a minute. Give me a second. Yeah, basically. I'll be, I'll be okay. Just give me an hour, buddy. I'll, I'll be fine. Or just weird, like, hey, I was 20 minutes late from work because my car wouldn't start, and then it released the key, and then it started fine. I think it was cold, on cold mornings it would do this. This is mm. scarcely an improvement from the days of making zebras carry all your <laughs> belongings. No, or I'd rather have a, a hot foot in the cave. <laughs> it was you'll, simpler you'll when I had a hot foot. Down. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Mm. Um, wow. What, so you're telling me that GM is not that the products are not always quality, I'm despite just, what the, our the, our beloved theme park told us. Just saying. I know it's American made, but I uh, haven't had any issues otherwise with my Honda. You know, okay. <laughs> with a Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have I have also have a General Motors uh, beef, which is uh, related to a, a CEO. <laughs> I was like. So who else? Well, first of all, the the, the history is very spotted 
of the CEOs. I mean, Robert Stemple seems solid. We love Stemple. We're going to cosplay mm-hmm. Stemple. We agree on that. But the guy before that, the CEO when this ride opened was Roger Smith. That's Roger and me. That's like the oh, guy right. that's yes. who the movie's about. Yeah, that's who, who started Michael Moore's career and killed Flint, Michigan. And uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and so you would get you they would hand out pamphlets telling you about the fine GM products that don't uh, die <laughs> immediately after going <laughs> over one bump. And there's like a smiling photo of Roger Smith as the like probably you could have the movie was out and you might get handed this pamphlet. Um, so we're there, but then the first, okay. So I went and found a, this was an internal GM, uh, magazine employee newsletter or something called news and views. And this is from 1982 when Epcot opened, when world of motion opened. And, uh, there's, this was just an article, right? And it said the very first line of the article was, uh, Walt Disney would have liked Alfred Sloan. Like, that's hmm. an interesting assertion. Well, who is Alfred Sloan? I guess anyone reading this, if you work for General Motors, you know who that is. So let me do a quick Google. Oh, Alfred Sloan, the first CEO of General Motors, the beginning of this lineage that leads to Roger and Stemple. Uh, okay, so he built the company into what it is today. Right? Uh-oh, uh, his Wikipedia has the headline criticism. Well, what could there be to criticize him for? Oh, Nazi collaboration. Ah, <laughs> so... Hmm. The the first CEO. Uh, the story here is that uh, GM also owned a German auto manufacturer called Opel, and uh, hmm. Hitler is starting to gear up in the 30s, and some shareholders are saying, hey, maybe we should not be running Opel anymore. What do you think, hmm. uh, Alfred Sloan? And he said, we have no right to shut down the plant. In other words, to put the proposition rather bluntly, such matters should not be considered the business of the management of General Motors. Then a year later, Hmm. the invasion of Poland began, the Blitzkrieg, and all of the trucks used in the Blitzkrieg were built by General Motors. Oh, my my God. One year after he said, don't worry about it, shut up. So just to remind you where we got, how we got to that guy, the phrase was, Walt Disney would have liked Alfred Sloan. (laughs) And within five (laughs) seconds, I got to, Alfred Sloan built all of the artillery for the invasion the, of Poland. What was the Nazi scientist guy that was affiliated with Tomorrowland? Oh, in the t- in the opening Warner? day special. Well, Wer- yeah. Werner von Braun, uh, all the like Operation Paperclip, all the scientists they got out of Europe mm-hmm. and then ushered right. to America to work on weapons or start NASA. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of them show up in Disney's like documentaries and Tomorrowland mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, always just a stone's throw away. Always a stone, always. yeah. <laughs> Nazi collaborators. You'd oh, think good. General Motors, you th- I, I truly thought they were going to be in the clear. I thought you were going to make the leap to Mercedes-Benz or BMW because they have, like, no. those are German automakers that oh, sure. have, like, uh, not great. There's a section of the tour missing. Oh, you know? right, right, yes. Mm-hmm. No, somehow the American company found their no. way. And the and they built bombers and landmines and torpedo detonators. Jeez and apparently Louise. this guy did not resign from the board throughout the whole of World War II. And again, wow. Walt Disney would have liked Alfred Sloan. <laughs> His best buds, Mickey Mouse and Pluto and Alfred Sloan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then a more innocuous CEO, Harlow Curtis... He didn't do. He didn't work with the Nazis. But after he retired, he was on a hunting trip in Canada with his the retired vice president of GM, and he accidentally shot and killed him. What? 
This is a hunting is it, trip. We're hunting ducks, and then he killed his own former vice president. Vice presidents shouldn't go on hunting trips. <laughs> is really what yep. you're saying. On either in side, general, they're gonna do any vice. Yeah, they're gonna shoot somebody in the face, or they're gonna get shot in the face. If you are or have ever been a vice president, <laughs> do not go hunting. You might, you'd rather a- be a moose on a. <laughs> Out in the field when a vice president. <laughs> That's it's just it's why they're not president. It's why they're vice president. Poor aim. <laughs> when I <laughs> notoriously <laughs> poor aim. Poor sh- or poor aim from ducking away from a bullet yeah. too. Aim poor when aim on I, both sides. <laughs> or when I get invited on a hunting trip. I always ask, are any vice presidents coming along? <laughs> raise your hand, vice presidents. Raise your hand. Yeah. Or they have great aim and they have an axe to grind. You know, also possible. Very possible. Mm, yeah, use these hunting trips as as cover. Uh, we're on wow. to you, vice presidents of the world. We know. Is there a vice president of Disney right now? I don't know if we know the uh, um, who's who. Mm. We'll, we'll keep an eye on them. Anyway, um, so these are some of the great people who are uh, uh, bringing us this attraction. Um, but it's just you know, this is how it goes. We've run into this many times. You have to. There has to be horror shows of human beings to finance. <laughs> Our animatronics. If we start talking about some of the stuff in the ride, this has been alluded to already. The the high volume of animatronics, crazy. This is this could be a record that uh, World of Motion has. Now, I it uh, uh, it depends on the source because I've seen a lot of things that say 188 animatronics, but I've seen some that lowball it at 130. That might have to do with um, figures. Like 130 of them are human yeah. proportion, and then the rest are like objects, or I don't know if chickens count. So it depends. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say 188, which is crazy. I I, I don't know a lot of these numbers. Pirates, 119. 109 yeah. Haunted Mansion. 114 America Sings. We know that one had a ton. 163 in Sinbad, our beloved Sinbad, mm-hmm. in Tokyo. So this might be the record of an audio animatronic. That's a lot, almost 200. Yeah, that's I. Sh- that feels like maybe it's just because it hasn't been around so long. But I was like, I was shocked when I was like, yeah, this thing has the most robots. It's really crazy. And then little little for the 40th anniversary of Epcot, let's give this. Uh, this parks some credit for what it did to the robot population of the Earth on just the day that it <laughs> opened. So that's a, uh, uh, let's say 188 just for uh, World of Motion. Then and then you start thinking about all the other rides. There's a ton in all of them. Let me do it fast. American Adventure 35. Listen to the Land 35. Universe of Energy 34. Spaceship Earth 63. I'm not sure about all these. These are you know their mm-hmm. estimates. So we'll fuzz it. Uh, Kitchen Cabaret is a lot. Twenty-eight. Her, uh, mm. Well, Horizon's not opening yet, or, or not not open yet on opening day. So let's. So just October first, nineteen eighty-two. Um, a conservative estimate would be three hundred and eighty-one robots, <laughs> and it might be more. It might be north of four hundred on a single day. I don't think Man. we give Epcot Center for all the ways that we love Epcot for the crazy architecture and the ambition of it. Sheer robot count. That is nuts. A single theme park, <laughs> four hundred robots. God, if how, God, yeah. How is anything ever come close? Nothing will come close to that again. Yeah, there's no, just no, no scenario. All, all parks are. We're gonna get cool rides here and there, but we, you know, one of the only things where I might agree with you, Mike, in your otherwise grotesque breakdown of Transformers versus <laughs> Rise of the Resistance, the, the, we do give. You know, like we're impressed that there's, you know, uh, thirty animatronics on something, but when the bar. 40 years ago was 
almost 200 and 400 in a single park? What have we done? What What's happened to our This is our what they took from us. This yeah. is yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to go back. I I would have given make, even make, more. Make audio animatronics great again. Yeah. <laughs> Maga. Uh, I <laughs> I want to give a more specific uh, uh, note for um, or accolade to World of Motion. A lot animatronics in the post show area in the yeah what they called the Trans Center, mm-hmm. which is what Ron DeSantis supporters call Disney World as a whole right now. <laughs> It's their favorite. It's one of their favorite activities. Uh, after only frothing at the mouth and posting on Nextdoor, it's our, their favorite things to do. But yeah, there there was there was a lot of stuff in the the post show area. Looks pretty fun. Yeah. On this. Oh yeah. There was a robot mm-hmm. and a bird doing a double act. You Guess know? what? I think that count that I get. I think I think if. Well, if it's 188, I don't think that even counts. It bird doesn't and the robot. count bird and robot. I think that takes right. it up to 190. And then original animation at the Water Engine Theater. That's a weird show. That right? is a weird. That part is. of me wants to do a, a second gate just on the post show era, just on the Trans Center, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's meaty enough. It's. Can I just read the? the, the I found a. I, I was. I guess looking at 80s magazines. Listen to the way this was this one I think it was called like Industrial Design Magazine was really mad at this post show which is called Really? Water Engine. They hated it. They hated the whole park. They actually they said GM mm. takes the prize for vulgar excess with its ride through the history <laughs> of transportation uh and one of the things about it is a truly nasty multi-screen exhortation by a macho cowboy portrays anybody working on alternatives to the good old combustion engine as a creep, a crackpot, or a wimp. Oh, yeah. I'm not endorsing <laughs> the message of Water Engine. I was just impressed by original animation for, like, yeah. the walk-by post Oh, the, anim- the animation is all really fun. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not – I mean, I think this guy – why are we using – we're saying nasty and nasty. It's a very yeah. nasty post show. Let mm. me tell you that. Um, it is that is technically the premise, though, is that a cowboy, a good old American cowboy, says, "Well, nothing's ever going to beat the engine," and then seven weirdos show up to provide all <laughs> possible alternatives to the engine, and then in the end, he just kind of sits there calmly and is like, "Yeah, not the engine, though." And they're all like, yeah, you're right. Okay, sorry. He, he is. He does give them credit. He's like, if anyone can pull it off, I'll happily endorse it. But I don't think so. And uh, turns out that glum cowboy was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Besides the plug-in, the begrudging plug-ins we have nowadays. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, especially the, the show's called Water Engine. And the one who says, what if there was an engine powered by water is a... Igor Lab Freak, like he's I know <laughs> a water engine. He's uh-huh. he's like a Peter Lorre voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a, like like he's one step away from being put in an institution. Uh, so that's how crazy a water engine. Even though it's the name of the show, what a, also what a weird. Kids, you want to stick around for water engine? We got water engine starting in four minutes. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> you look Dad. tired, but water engine. I don't care about dinner reservations. Let me just watch Water Engine one more time. <laughs> I can eat at home. I can't watch Water Engine <laughs> at home. In the Guardian, the new Guardians ride queue. And I really love the post-show wa- Water Engine. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, show, uh, uh, video to watch. <laughs> oh, God. And the Oh, and Concept 2000, where GM <laughs> showed you what cars might look like and how they might respond to... Uh, Different uh, wind speeds. Ah, love. God, oh, love awesome. it. 
Oh, so sweet. Someone was mad at us when we posted that. And it's like, oh, sorry, this world famous actor doesn't know as much as you 30 year old guys. And uh, it's well, like, we are, we already we're, scolded that person. Now. Yeah. So that's, yeah that's they got scolded. We're, yeah. we're not, I don't think that was the criticism. I think the criticism was, hey, man, maybe read over the script on the card of the, <laughs> the sounds. <laughs> maybe give it a, a pass a couple times and ask some questions if you're not sure. I think that depending on the level of, st- and I'm not cutting them a break, but. Um, you know, having worked at Funny or Die, I know the 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 pressures of the the the, uh, uh, a, a, the celebrity is here for precisely nine and a half minutes. Go go go! And I, it, mm. which, it shouldn't be that way with the rides. People should be excited to be on the rides. People are going to see that forever. But I have a feeling that second takes are always tough. If, if it's an A list <laughs> star, I think I, I think that like the I think Pratt was probably like looking at the door. That's where his eyeline is. He's like, yeah, the door is open yeah. and his car door is open. I, and as soon as cut is called, he is barreling into it. Yeah, he's in the middle of changing shoes. He's got one shoe on, one street shoe on, one costume shoe on. And then they're like, oh, we're not going to see your feet. Doesn't matter. Um, look, I guess I'm just a, l- a little naive. I'm just more like, all right, everyone, we're putting on a show. Like, no, you're hey, correct. That's all. It's, I don't like It's definitely not good. That's I, The only thing I could say about it is sympathy for... Um, and you know what? I know from a different podcast that another A-lister, Will Smith, that he was like, they had no time with him on Men in Black. Yeah. And I don't approve of his slapping, but he did give it his all with his one-take performances in the Men in Black Alien Attack ride, far pre-slapping. Uh, uh, those are, that's the Will we want back. J- Jason, his lines. come Jason's acting like on that Hulu commercial that's airing right now. They didn't say, all right, we're going to try it again. And Jason goes, no, I'm good. (laughs) I did my one. I'll be back in the trailer. I'll be at the. I'll be going to get a breakfast burrito. Give me some cards. Put up the cards. I'll do another one if you give me cards. They Look, real big. A lot of running. You know, it's running and gunning in a heat wave too. <laughs> Shooting outside on a hill in one a heat wave. One take Sheridan. Well, one it wasn't. Take, hang on. Him. It wasn't when the heat wave was the worst though. You're right. It was hot, but it wasn't. Sorry, it was, it was only 95. <laughs> it wasn't 105. That I is apologize. Right. That is a it's a, it is days. a difference. No. Um, I. I guess I, you, you, the day where you were very stressed out because of the swimming, we haven't seen the swimming yet. No, there's a bunch of other stuff that was shot, I think, just for social media, just for like Twitter ad, mm. Twitter and Instagram ads. It was and just stuff. so funny that we were texting you about stuff and then you were flustered and like, um, guys, I'm sorry. It's just it's been a lot of swimming. And <laughs> I'm talking about hours in a pool, hours in a pool. Like, it, and is it like it's like it la- how crazy is the swimming? Like, I just. You know, even in an inner tube, just treading water and then paddling back to one, mm-hmm. like paddling back to set mm. or like uh, uh, on the side of a pool. And like, you know, you'd think right. that'd be fine, but it's like, oh, the way they needed the background to be, we're in the deep end. <laughs> so like, I'm like holding myself up and treading water. You're dog water. paddling a little kind bit. Of, okay. Yeah, a lot of dog paddling. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. you a lazy, let me ask you this, are you a lazy river guy? I am a lazy river guy, usually. Okay. Yeah. I love, I'm a big Lazy River guy. Scott, ever been in a Lazy River? What are your feelings on it? Yeah, I love Lazy Rivers. Oh, I love a Lazy River. Yeah, but that does a lot of the pushing for you. Mm -hmm. And so so you're saying that when you were in the inner tube, it wasn't, you weren't butt first sitting with their legs out because that's the most relaxing position a human could be in. Uh, No, I was uh, step into it. You were like this. And pull it up. Arms over. And then other people were sitting in it, but even then they're like, all right, kind of got to paddle back. 
to the hmm. camera mark. Okay. Do you think, what is your guess, when the commercial comes out, do you think that it will be clear the amount of effort that was put into the swimming? Or are we going to watch it and it looks There's like you're no just way. sitting around? There's no way it's clear. Um, no, because most commercials, whatever you whatever you give and whatever everyone was laughing and it's the best one, mm-hmm. it's just the fastest one is probably what goes in because okay. you're, you're judging by seconds. So this is not going to seem like a, you were in a Greg Luganis biopic. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, it's not. It wasn't clear in the Wendy's commercial that I had to do stunt driving that they sprung on me about an hour before it happened. You know, so I'm sure it's not going to be very clear of all the swimming Jason had to do. Yeah. Also, again, I'll say this was one of the most fun shoots I've ever been on. Like this was like a a delightful and everyone was very good and stuff. You You hear that, Hulu? So he said it. Hire him again. Hulu people were so nice. (laughs) Make him the face of Hulu. My feet were bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Almost ripped my swim trunks off. (laughs) It's almost naked like Scott swimming and singing to the cat. Yeah. The brand new, not my swim trucks, <laughs> wouldn't have been my choice necessarily. Swim trucks, yeah. They couldn't afford a good string; it ripped right <laughs> off. On the show, I couldn't say that, but uh, okay, okay. So uh, let's let's say some ride stuff. Let, let's what, what, we said high animatronic count. Uh, who do we like? Who who are our guys? Who are oh. our fake guys in this ride? Well, I yeah. w- I will say for your theory of like stuff blending together. Yeah, I didn't remember exactly that it was in this ride, but the sea serpent looking into the guy's telescope, the goofy looking sea serpent. I had no idea which one that was. The, yeah, but glued in my mind, mm-hmm. glued it's in my good. mind. Like I mean, I knew the traffic accident was in this scene because there's cars everywhere and a horse and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that one is uh, great. That's neat. It's p- like possibly Columbus or a generic explorer. I don't know. Uh, but looking r- like is the idea almost that like he has his telescope right up to the that almost like the black pupil is filling the entire telescope. So he doesn't even know there is a full giant dragon. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Is that possibly the full gag? I mean, that it's seems it's, like it's it. fun no matter how you slice it. Um that's cool. I like, well, you get cavemen. You know what? I was going to say this in, I think this justifies our, how we feel where they all blend together a little bit for us. This is from an Imagineer. This is from, uh, oh, why can't I find it? Jeez. Um, the guy was Tim Delaney. That's right. Uh, uh, Tim Delaney, who, who was the star of this documentary about Space Mountain in Paris. Uh, he was a bit like uh, kind of pioneered the launch in a way. The ultimate launch queen. Uh, Tim Delaney. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he worked for Imagineering and worked on a lot of these rides. And this was from the uh, Defunct Land uh, podcast. Uh, Kevin interviewed him. And uh, this is an Imagineer saying this, that he just kind of flippantly says, uh, well, you know, a lot of that early Epcot stuff, it's like basically all caveman to space shuttles. <laughs> um, so even uh-huh. he is like, okay, it's another one where it's like, see, things were very simple, but now they are very high tech. And he said his specialty was um, – the future stuff like that's what he was really into so i maybe have to credit this guy with a lot of the very good and i think he had a lot to do with that ending the future city center core he, he designed that i believe so he was like the epcot future design guy in which case uh, he has my heart um but he said uh, I, I didn't mess around with the cavemen they had good cavemen guys they were they were covered on cavemen <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's like when disney says we had good fake rock guys like cavemen mm-hmm. was like there were people who specialized in that and are there cavemen in every one of these? Probably not Horizons, but 
Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess not. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely Spaceship Earth. You go back right. pretty far. Energy? Universe of energy? Is that just dinosaurs well, and there's volcanoes? Dino- yeah. yeah. Uh, because they uh, they would be accurate. Cavemen were not around when dinosaurs were around. This is kind of a universal reference point of, like, the Earth in the past, pre, pre-man or pre-modern man, you know, pre-modern yeah. civilization. Right. Um, yeah. So. yeah, and those are f- – I like the caveman. I like the guy blowing on his foot. Because it got all uh, sure. mm-hmm. hot and um, scarred the, up. I want to shout out the pig in the hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, that should be a goat. I mean, I guess it's just because it's not around, but that should be like a big Thunder Mountain goat, I feel like. Pig in the hot air balloon. Yeah. Um, pig has got a real kind of creepy grin on its face. You got a, couple, really you got a couple of it. pigs, correct? Because then you got the pig. Yes. One of the more memorable tableaus is the, the guy in the white Mark Twain suit landing in the mud and there's mm. pigs An- around him another pirate's gag a very similar pirate's gag yeah yeah i mean this guy seems like he's in there not by choice whereas the pirate in the slop seems like he, he loves being there with the pig he wants to be there yeah, yeah. i mean there's lo- still yeah. they're still kind of inventing the modern disney dark ride animatronic loaded up dark ride you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um but yeah it's yeah keep another i mean it's the robots are good. I don't want to make it seem like I don't like this because there's so many good robots, like the Newsy boys and stuff that come later. Oh, yeah. Oh, the ice-picking boy? They're yeah. Like, yeah they're, they're picking apart the big block of ice. The ice. I like the um, – there is the just-married car mm-hmm. and then the uh, car full of reality college students. Mm-hmm. That's what college <laughs> students did for fun in the past. They just put too many people in a phone booth or too many people in a car. <laughs> but there's banners – uh, uh, above the one, there's projections going on at the same time. There's banners above the newlyweds that say Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair referring to the phrase, uh, I looked this up on MiriamWebster.com, a scene or place characterized by frivolity and ostentation. So this was a phrase <laughs> before the magazine Vanity oh, Fair. That's why it's called that. Oh. But the weirder banner I want to talk about, above the college kids, there is a banner that says college humor. Oh yeah, I th- I think that I think college humor was maybe a magazine before the one that we know before in the past. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that in some article. I think I, that, again, that jumped out at me as weird. Yeah, I think that name may have existed. Humorous fr- frivolity, like of a piece with Vanity Fair. It feels like like look at these outrageous. They've all got Letterman jackets on and they're sitting on the top of a flagpole. Mm-hmm, Can mm-hmm. you believe the youth? <laughs> But it did Wild not youth. overlap with the website. It was not. There were no, no. further. They didn't reference uh, Streeter. There's no. No. <laughs> no. Like, Zach Oyama. <laughs> baby Zach Oyama <laughs> came along after this ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, here's one I would like to talk about, which is the um, you get into the. The flight is taken off. There's a lot of, which also is confusing because you had that Delta Dream flight that gets into it's the crazy history of plan that has like 1920s stuff and weird barnstorming planes. So, mm-hmm. so there's probably memories we all have that we think are in this, but are actually in Delta Dream flight. So it's to, it goes to Magic Kingdom too. But this does have a woman who's really impressed to be next to a real barnstorming pilot and I just have this on my computer I don't have it um, let me get it on camera um, but this is like 
does this guy who has the aviation cap and a mustache and this guy always kind of scared me and if he's in like Epcot promotional videos he scares me I think his his he's his face is so sharp it's a big he, sharp chin and a big sharp nose mm-hmm. he's too big like the, he's he the other animatronics in this ride are really realistic and then he's he's scary he's like the fibbler or something she looks like a <laughs> 70s woman she looks like they're like make Faye this Dunaway. look nor- yes he looks a little <laughs> like Faye Dunaway or Sybil Shepherd <laughs> yeah yeah um and then he looks like when Snidely Whiplash wears a disguise <laughs> With Snidely Whiplash is <laughs> trying to fool everyone, so mm-hmm. he makes himself look not like creepy, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh, who's this count? Who's this, this captain <laughs> of industry?" This, or this would look if Jay Leno was uh, like wearing prosthetics for a, a sketch for a hidden camera gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look like this pilot. Anyway, well, was that a nod? I mean, it was not a nod to the future of Jay's big dog. Like, obviously. Jay wasn't uh, well known as a car guy back then, so it was just a happy coincidence. I don't think this is a nod to at the time <laughs> uh, David Letterman uh, regular guest regular on David guest, Letterman's yeah. late night show. I don't, I don't believe he is, and they probably wouldn't have put a mustache on him. But maybe you, I don't know. Might have been the inspiration, though. So sorry, um, MiriamWebster dot com covered in Pinocchio. <laughs> so I'm just realizing they're playing what? in the background. This dictionary website covered in ads for live-action Pinocchio. So I guess that's what I've been looking up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Well, Uh, happy happy Disney Plus Day, everyone. Yes, happy Disney Plus Day. Uh, uh, I like like that there's a scene of uh, a train robbery. So we're (laughs) we're learning about motion, and we're also learning now because of the invention of different modes of transportation – we learn also that you can be robbed on, in, in transit to some place on one of your favorite modes of transportation. So I, I honestly think they should have stuck with this and shown robberies happening on every different type of, uh, of transit. Who knows? And maybe someday robberies on a hovercraft. <laughs> yeah, like a future robot comes down <laughs> with a laser gun, <laughs> people's hands in the air. It's just a very funny thing to put in the middle of like the positive. I mean, it's I guess it's a gag because there's like a guy in a fun like little suit, uh, and I guess you could say that I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna say that maybe they're rich people, so he's robbing from the rich. But I don't know. They're not really indicating. Uh, I guess they're not indicating class or status. You don't really that, see in, the in size scene. of the money bags, no. But yeah, I know it's like presented as comical, but then the the guy there's a guy who has a gun like an inch <laughs> right. away from his face and he is shaking that's his animation is he is trembling w- <laughs> like wait that's would, actually the more you stare at it you have a choice yeah. to make flip a coin it would, it's it would be like on carousel of progress if he's like well you know my identity was stolen again folks <laughs> what happens is someone takes your social security number and then they start to, they take all of the things and they can use your credit cards and then you have to get it back and it's a long process boy do i not like my identity being stolen oh my next... that's prog that's progress i guess <laughs> cost of progress you know i didn't like it happening but i did appreciate the progress <laughs> Right. So noisy around here with the next door neighbor out. Fella named Martin Shkreli has gone off to jail. <laughs> He's moving out. <laughs> He's got a special album, though, that's still in the house. Only one of a kind. The scene rotates. <laughs> well, this is progress. Martin Shkreli out of jail starting something called a Web 3 company. I'm still trying <laughs> to just log on to AOL. That's progress for you. <laughs> 
then each scene just is <laughs> about Martin Shkreli. Now, what, but what does the future hold for Martin Shkreli? Oh, due to the agreement with the contract, because the United States government now owns the Wu-Tang Clan album, they are free to release it as there was only supposed to be one owner. <laughs> Uncle Orville invested too much in Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> and the crash happened mere weeks ago. So needless to say, Uncle Orville has no money left. <laughs> nope. He did it all on a smartphone. <laughs> no privacy at all around. <laughs> In fact, this isn't our house. This is a set that we snuck into. <laughs> then security guards show up. Oh, crap. Gotta go. <laughs> Hey, kids. <laughs> Lost the house trying to buy GameStop stock, and then Robin Hood app wouldn't <laughs> let me take my winnings out. <laughs> Movie Pass seemed like a good opportunity at the time. And also a laugh. <laughs> it's a great, big, beautiful <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, my yeah, new so, job so at Quibi is... will last forever. <laughs> <laughs> They're flipping it's... videos two ways now. Who'd have thunk it? So, yeah, so so it is interesting to see to see that portrayed in that way on this yeah. Yeah. Oh, and well, I got something about the uh, the train robbery. Um, so, well, here, th- th- this is something to say. You know, this is a lot of animatronics, and this ride <clears throat> disappears in 1996, uh, very beginning of 96. And mm-hmm. uh, you don't just throw 188 animatronics in the garbage. That doesn't seem mm-hmm. right. They were trying to find some other purposes for all of them. And I remember strongly, I think it was later in that year, or it could have been 97, that the first of the umpteenth pirates redos happened, um, and where the the headline of it was the women are chasing the men now. How will society ever continue? Mm-hmm. But I went on it when it reopened, and my main thought was, are those the animatronics from the World of Motion? <laughs> and I I don't know if they're still there, all of them, but like they added extra animals, mm. especially there's pigs. I believe your beloved pigs. I think showed up in pirates somewhere. And maybe some chickens. I think some of the chickens went to the ride Goofy's Barnstormer. Oh, okay. I think they had chickens popping up in the barn. Um, there's some characters who they added. I don't know what they're doing in Pirate, but like in World of Motion, they're pulling on ropes to control horses and donkeys that are getting out of control. Um, and I think similar stuff's happening in Pirates, and they just put like pirate rags on them so (laughs) at least some of these characters ended up in pirates but there's one that and i i've only found one source saying this so i don't know if i believe it this is just the website waltdatedworld.com and they said that one of the animatronics when this ride closed moved a few feet over at epcot center and was repurposed to become the Ellen DeGeneres animatronic <laughs> in the bizarre redo ride Ellen's Energy Adventure. Wow. Um, I could not, I really tried to find other sources on this and I couldn't. But then I was like, I want to figure out if there's any truth to this. So I started looking at animatronic. There's a lot to go through with 188. Um, I'm like looking for posture, basically. As I said, there's <laughs> there's robots that are pulling a pulling a rope and if you remember ellen uh and that's a big if if you remember the ellen robot she has a big branch and she's trying to either feed or fend off a a big dinosaur um Mm -hmm. so i'm like was it one of the rope holding ones no i think they're they're scrunched too much and they ended up in pirates anyway but there's i have one candidate and i want to see if you guys think this could be ellen uh jordan can you pull up the photo ellen (laughs) 
This is the only possible one to me. Mm. Uh, and just hear me out uh, uh, for the listeners. Um, so Ellen is holding a big branch. This train robber is also holding items, not one big item, but a hat to put money in with one hand and like taking a, a chain, robbing a piece of jewelry with the other and the the legs are bent at a similar angle not very mm. that's not like a 45 degree that's just like a little three degree bend and maybe i'm just thrown because the hair is a little similar like it's both just, kind yeah. of this dirty blonde and then uh and it's like like khaki shirts but you know they, they redressed the animatronic i'm sure um Am I crazy? Is this the only like this is the only one I think that possibly could be uh, Ellen in hiding? Well, I think a couple things I have questions on. Yeah. Uh, one is how customizable are arm movements? Because the the arm movement in the train robber is like doing two different things. It's got the gun. It's got the hat. Uh, Ellen is holding the branch very low, much more different position. Absolutely, but the, think about this. The hands are constructed to be holding something, and maybe you just move them down. You just sweep, move them down and then reprogram I bet maybe that's possible. Stuff. I think that's possible. Okay. But, gen but they didn't have to remold hands. And look at the angle on uh, the left hand. I think there's like a little bit of an elbow bend. Mm, yeah, that's true. I'm thinking about what I remember from Superstar Limo, where yeah. Drew Carey was a robot that was holding a bunch of maps to the stars' homes, and they got reconverted to a Monsters, Inc. robot that's also holding a bunch of pictures that say, have you seen this child? So I'm using that logic. Like, okay, they probably, if it was holding something, it, also, it still has to be holding something. But I think you could move those arms down. Okay, my other question then is with the bank robber what's under the bandana did they finish the face mm. oh yes do you finish a character's face if what if the hair looks pretty similar what if they did the math and said i think that could pass for ellen all we have to do is uh put kind of female features on the lower half of the face which right now is just pure robot it's just pure <laughs> there's just no skin under that mask yeah you make a very good case. I, I I think it seems very possible. It doesn't seem that crazy. But again, I only saw this on one. I, I think it's either either this train robber is hiding out as Ellen to get away from. To, they're on the lamb posing as Ellen. Or this fact is not true. And this was a custom Ellen DeGeneres robot. However, this robot has always been very bizarre Off, correct awful, very bad robot. Very, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. It, have to, it would have to be reuse i, I, would I was think, explaining but. all of this to aaron and saying okay so i have a theory now what do you think and i pulled up a picture and i said okay so here's ellen and she said okay now show me ellen and i was like no no that's ellen wait the one we're looking at right now is supposed to be ellen degenerate yes yes this is the after i'm showing <laughs> right. you and then she said please also oh, put pants on please <laughs> why must you conduct all of your business <laughs> And put the cat down, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Scott, please, the boy uh, the boy learns from watching his parents. The, uh, he needs the, to know the anatomy you'll have one day. I'm <laughs> teaching him a lesson at all times. Ellen looks like Lady Elaine Fairchild from um, from Mr. Yes. Rogers. Oh, yeah, that a big version of that Mr. Rogers puppet. Oh, we're yeah. zooming in. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's very like that a very also, stern, bowl, very bowl cut and a stern look. Did. That that deserved so, like a dun dun dun. 
Yeah. That's a like that's terrifying. There's almost like very scary. Yeah. What does it remind? I mean, there's kind of like a like there's like a '70s horror movie. This that it's taken like the, the brow is so like is it? Am I just thinking of like Yul Brenner and Westworld? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the hills have eyes or. The dinner scene from Texas Chainsaw, but like a distant relative of Leatherface, like mm-hmm. or a grown child of the corn. Yeah, stuff mm-hmm. stuff where they were like, you know, we have a hundred dollars to costume the scene, <laughs> so just put some putty on their face. Um, anyway, if anyone knows this, this might be another like this. This could be like a Jim and Len. I don't know if they listen and if you do sorry i've done impressions of your voices once in a while and if but if you aren't listening somebody get the word to, i would i'm really curious if there's any truth to this uh, well Len, look len took on the jay bigger yeah. case so i think there's a decent chance he's listening and pro um, bono detective work out of len yeah. Testa. So is ellen also the train robber i feel i feel somebody out there knows this fact and i we got to find him We'll figure it out. Yeah. We, we'll, we won't figure it out. Someone else will figure Someone it out for else us. Who is As you better. said the first time, it's easy to, yeah. like, we can we can solve any mystery with someone else solving the mystery. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> did you guys catch that when, when this ride closed in 96? It, it caused a chain reaction. It caused Horizons to open back up. Oh. oh like, a few like they were down before. too many people eater rides. Yeah, they were down too many attractions. Mm-hmm. So, like... I think it was something like the 23rd or 24th of December, like right around Christmas, they reopened Horizons. So for a while, they had both open for the Christmas rush. Okay. And then in the new year, they close um, World of Motion for Test mm-hmm. Track, which was, of course, then a pain in the ass because it kept not working. And there was just no ride for this. This section of the part that side of future world had it so rough for a while still does yeah yeah Yeah. well the the only reason i wouldn't say that is because they have guardians now but oh uh, that end of it but the the other half of it yeah it's like boring ellen ride with this with this frightening like this ellen who's gonna stab you with this tree branch and then rob Mm -hmm. you it's still got the robber instincts and then these two really like problematic rides uh, in their construction, in the the ride's functionality, not uh, due to racism yes. or anything. I don't think, yeah. right? Mission space or test track? Mm-hmm. I don't believe. I think they're those in the two. Clear. I don't think so. I think I, yes. Yeah. Unlike a lot of rides, they're in the clear. Um, yeah, bad area though for Epcot for yeah. a while. Um, it, did this ride purely close because we have an idea for a thrill ride, and that's the well? I think it? what it was was, I mean, uh, GM. You know, they had the first. Uh, sponsorship contract Mm -hmm. they renewed it there's an economic downturn around the time that that is being renewed early 90s maybe 92 about Mm -hmm. and then they kept doing one year contracts like we'll keep sponsoring okay it's still going good we'll keep sponsoring which was like good for Epcot because everything did the 10 year and then bailed but they at least kept doing little renewal gm still the sponsor never went away they've just yeah. chevrolet is the the more specific line is sponsoring it but still oh, gm right. um and so i think after uh, uh, some year-long contracts are like we want to keep doing it could we get something new in there and disney was like well we are missing a thrill ride and then that's when they make the connection like what we did you did show us your test track Gotcha. Is there something mm-hmm. there? Yeah. You know? Yes. And then it. Which isn't a bad thought, but certainly the first few years, even the first decade of Epcot, 
I I was looking up. Well, what were Disney's thrill rides were first Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The earliest one of those was 1975. Hmm. Was the first I believe that would have been Space Mountain at Disneyland. They got into thrills mm. very, very slowly. Yeah, they got in very slowly. So, like, it kind of makes sense that it took Epcot a while to get a thrill ride because I don't think they were thinking about, like, oh, yeah, parks need to have dark rides and thrill rides and show. Like, they were still, you know, figuring out what this is. We just need slow-moving trips from caveman mm-hmm. days to <laughs> a, an optimistic future that the corporation yeah. sponsoring the ride cannot make happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh there is a funny one of the cars at the end looks like the uh Tesla Cybertruck. Yes it does. Yeah, like very very similar. Very I don't, similar. I don't know the Tesla Cybertruck offhand. Oh, it's a really uh, angular. Everyone says it looks like Polygon like uh early PlayStation 1 cars. <laughs> oh, in yeah. real that's, life. It's so pointy. This is the that's the one where Elon Musk said he was he was on stage and he said that the windows could never break and then he hit it with like a big hammer and then the window broke. <laughs> yeah. It's like a QVC blooper. Yes, yes, That's a high-profile QVC blooper. <laughs> I think some people speculating because they're like, oh, there's no rear-view mirrors on the sides. It's like, aha, there's cameras. And everyone's like, what the fuck no. are you talking about? Cameras break all the time. Yeah, what if the... <laughs> I think I don't think we figured out something better than mirror yet. Is it lo- As long as it has a secret button in case the key won't come out. Then I think it'll be all right. No, no button. Saturn ion. It's guaranteed to get caught on fire that fire departments cannot put out. That is the feature. It's a special kind of Tesla type fire. Yeah. It's not normal fire. It's futuristic fire that it's harder to put out. No. Pioneer new types of fire. And uh, we're excited. <laughs> we're excited about that. <laughs> that's that's my attempt at an Elon Musk. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Doesn't he? He does kind of ha 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 ha. He like laughs weird, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. No, that's hard. I've tried to do them before, and it's not. It's, it's I, I can't like, do it. But that's that seems close to me. That's that's pretty good. Very clipped, and um, <laughs> that's close as I'm going to get. Um, there's another weird car that they showed off called the Lean Machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the post show, and it's called mm-hmm. the Lean Machine not just because it is very thin. It is it is a one person car. Mm. Um, Aaron described it as looking like a motorcycle with a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it is just, it is like as you're reclined, it's like a recumbent bike, but then it's got like a little pod on top. But also, it's a lean machine because you lean. It's like it's the same idea as the Segway where you're using your own balance. So you like, you know, turn your legs in the way you would on a motorcycle, but you're also steering. Um, and this thing just looks like a. It's a tin can. <laughs> like if anything, if like a large dog landed on top of the car, you would get crushed to death. Yeah, uh, I will say a lot of proof of concept stuff, a lot of you know blue sky thinking sort of stuff in the post show area. Yes, much more fun and optimistic than a current lot of test fun, track. Yeah. yeah, like current yeah. test track post show is just like, hey everyone, here's the new Chevy Malibu. Oh yeah, uh, here's yeah. the current, current model Chevy. <laughs> Oh, there's a Saturn Ion. There's a Saturn Ion. Yeah, we should post photos of your Saturn Ion. It was a very can... reliable car. You know. I still think you drive that. I'll see it on the road sometimes, and I go, oh, Jason. Oh, no, no. he doesn't have it anymore. Because uh, I get your so... hopes up? Jason. <laughs> That's like, like a dog like, waiting so for iconic. their master to come home. It was very like specific color green. <laughs> I loved that color green. It was very yeah. easy to find parked on the street. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll find um, some photos. I was going to say, I think if, if you... 
quizzed me in 90 whenever whenever test track to, test track opened i would have definitely said oh good world this is much this is so cool test track it's awesome but in hindsight uh not not as good as this ride i think huh yeah i mean i would i would definitely love if this was here today i was thinking how insane it would be if like again we're recording this on d23 weekend we don't know what they're announcing but if they announced imagine this hadn't happened and they announced what we're going to do is build a 15-minute ride about the history of <laughs> transportation, and there will be 188 yeah. robots in it. Go, what in the world? Now that's what's happening? Right. And and what for what IP? For what Marvel? No, no, no. No, nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, Leonardo da Vinci is in it. Does that count as IP? <laughs> there is a man on a flying carpet. <laughs> Apropos a, of nothing. Aladdin-esque. Yeah. So is yeah. it? I don't give a shit. I don't need to. I don't need to fall into your IP trap. Uh, I'll give them a lot of credit in the post show and and the building out front. A lot of good colored lighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this building is a shape of a wheel. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> so that's fun. That was on purpose. That they have stuck with. There was the outdoor track, which you do get in test track. Was there was a plan for something like that here? Mm -hmm. Where it goes outside for a little uh, bit. Well, yeah. I think they were talking about building a second ride. The the early blue sky stuff is is interesting, where it was like a much bigger atrium or like yeah yeah. And that we'll Martin's vid is really good. Ride. Yeah, and he also yeah, goes over all that. I, I I watched a ride through, um, kind of a grainy ride through on YouTube, and I was like, ah, oh, I wish I found a better quality one. Most of the Martin's vids is a recreation of riding this ride, cutting together people's home videos. And it is incredible. Like, if we gave him all the footage, he could probably reconstruct the JFK assassin. He could answer who killed JFK. <laughs> he is so good at constructing, like, every angle of a scene mm -hmm. from, like, people's grainy Super 8 and VHS I found the stuff. I found home movies from the CIA yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with very clear plans. And it's very Kennedy clearly murder plans. George H.W. Bush standing right there, clear as day. <laughs> He was in Dallas that day. Um, yeah, what's the other thing about World of Motion? I mean, just for my taste, yeah. the first car accident, the first traffic accident scene, a lot of good old-timey nonsense, ice truck, mm -hmm. a bus labeled Jitney. Uh, still it's a lot Jitney. of... Uh, Jitney is the uh, old-timey <laughs> name for buses or trolleys, sometimes taxi cabs, just back in the day. And a lot of the small, like, Jersey Shore towns that have been, like, vacation towns for 100-plus years still refer to, like, the Atlantic City Jitney has been running for, like, since 1917 consistently. Is your old-timiness a product of growing up around there where it's more of a, like, the remnants of it are around it. more than California? Well, yeah, but then, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more remnants around. And then also, like, the early Disney stuff, all of the middle-aged people referencing the past in these rides mm -hmm. then just embed in my brain you learned and a lot also, about the 19 the early 1900s yeah. from all these epcot from all this, this future stuff theme park. and bugs bunny doing humphrey bogart impressions or the marx <laughs> and, brothers and, just in the stands of a mickey cartoon or something and you hanging out and growing up with the other little rascals of course yes <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you hear the phrase 1964 world's fair you have a little cow lick that pops up that's right <laughs> um i drank my polio medicine and now i get to go to the world's fair as a treat uh another thing about world emotion haven't mentioned yet 
uh, a very good icon. I think a top tier Epcot icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to yeah. rank them. They're all good, but that that one has a dot <clears> in the <throat> very center, as if and it's like making centrifugal force happen around. Communicating the idea of motion. Yeah, there's this simple... forward momentum within the little circle. That's I another ranking. Emblem. I love them so much. That's another rank. Trying to rank the original Epcot icons. We could do that. Let's yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Happy anniversary, Epcot. Yeah. Yes. And here, and one more before we wrap it up. I, maybe I, I think this is an iconic scene and one that I like, which is the the invention of the wheel and this idea that there's people are pitching other <laughs> wheels, and the other yeah, wheels fun, are yeah. hexagons and triangles before you get to. Uh, to the to the good old roundy, um, I love the idea that that's how that's what happened. Like they made it as far as we're gonna have a cart, right? We're gonna have like a little a room, mm-hmm. but a room you could move. And now what we need is a stick and a shape. So what should the shape be? <laughs> <laughs> and then people go off and oh, okay, I think I, I the stakes are high. They're gonna execute me if they don't like this. Um, uh, yeah, hex a hexagon. Now, a star? Maybe a star? Five <laughs> points? <laughs> All right. So I made my wooden star. All right. Let me see if it moves the, my tiny room forward. It doesn't. Oh, Shit. Maybe they'll just like the design it. of it. Maybe I can sell it anyway. All right. I'm late for my meeting with the king. <laughs> I better get over. He's going to he's gonna poke both of my eyes out with his pointy hat mm-hmm. if he doesn't like my, my moving shape. Yeah. <laughs> But somebody then, went like really abstract with the shape and like designed a new shape. Oh Total, yeah, really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just like weird, jagged. There's still no name for it. I like right. that the the three guys with the other shapes are like losers. They have like poor posture and they're nervous and like <laughs> um I I don't know. I liked it on paper. And then the wheel guy is like hot. He's taller than them. Yeah. He's confident. He's swarthy. He's got just kind of a like Jesus-y our, beard. Just like our fine General Motors employees and executives. You look it's your best. Stud. You think your best. The cars you make perform their best. <laughs> That's how it works. There people is, with uh, good idea. People with the best ideas are always hotter. Mm-hmm. That is something just like, that's being represented here. Just like Elon Musk. <laughs> that's right. That that at the, uh, you say say what you will about it. My man's a fucking stud. <laughs> <laughs> we saw those pics. We all got those alfalfa cowlicks popping, mm-hmm. blowing. Um, all right. Uh, I think we made it. Or throw in any thoughts on this as we go out. But you survived podcast the ride. World of motion. Happy 40th birthday, Epcot Center. Thank you. And we say this with love. Thank you for all your boringness. Because people say keep Epcot weird or whatever, but I say keep it boring. I get nervous with these roller coasters with... I, you know what? I like the poor line read. That feels like an I odd... <laughs> I agree. I said it before that, that it's better that it's bad, but it's funny. Yeah. yeah. You, well, if we, if we want Epcot to be at least a little boring in a fun way, then what better way than seeing an A-list actor get bored while saying his own lines? <laughs> yes. Will that age into the next generation of thank the Phoenicians? Will that become like people? Whatever start, his quote is, yeah, is like uh, his nervous hesitation before <laughs> saying, yeah. the veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit." Yeah, <laughs> um, I think so. Um, I was gonna say the last thought I had. Well, do you want to do the plugs? Then I'll give my last, my final. Yeah, thought. let's yeah, let's do that. I'll throw these out. Um, 
Hey, so, uh, oh, thanks to uh, Engineer Jordan Katz here at Forever Dog. Thank you, Jordan, for everything. Uh, and, hey, you can find us on all the socials at Podcast The Ride. Merch is available in our T Public store for three bonus episodes every month. Check out Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate, or get one more bonus episode, which you, the audience, votes on, on our new tier, Club 3. We'll find all that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Mike? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, Ellen... They gave it a there was a there was a time we talked about many years ago on the universe of energy, which started as a much drier ride. And then they asked they added Bill Nye, they added Ellen to it um, because those are 90s icons. But and I mentioned him already. But was there ever an idea? Let's throw Jay Leno on this thing to save it. Well, he was in Epcot. Don't forget, there was that little thing in Intervention yes. where you could be interviewed by him on this. Right. Which imagine 10 year old me. I'm like biting um, my tie. I like watched it and learned the rhythms so that I, w- I guess there wouldn't be any downtime. We got to do that as an episode too. Yeah, we. I'm sure we could find somebody's footage of it. Um, but but you know Martin Short or, or many people had multiple appearances in the park. So it really, I mean, you could definitely come up with a Leno sort of hosted World of Motion where he talks about you know the invention of cars and well, stuff. Well that would have to be even longer because he could he would stop at every car and tell you like now nah, this was, mm-hmm. was a, I can't You could do Seinfeld you bag. could put Seinfeld in there too. Must You we could have all the 90s car wearing guys wearing his cool new clothes. Yes. Modeling clothes. <laughs> if it was still around now there would be they would shut it down to put Seinfeld's new clothes on him that are in that photo shoot that just came out i i since leno has come up i texted you guys right before we started recording bethy squires who we've met before is a good writer and uh she posted about how learning about uh jay leno has been voicing a character in the mickey mouse cartoons for years oh you don't say i see it yeah so, i see it and i'm excited to, to yeah dig in we're, there. We're, what's the character what do we know i don't we will just have to find out oh Okay. Well, we will. Then. No, it's not weird. Or I don't think it's weird. I think we'll just literally have to find out. Oh, no, that was literal. Yeah. Oh. All I, right. I, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do that and get back to you. But for now, the episode's over. So It is over. So long. Now, I think, thank you for coming. Bye. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson. Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.